Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. All right, welcome to On My Block Packers Podcast, along with Packers all time leading rusher and now. Wisconsin Hall of Fame member, Amon Green. I'm your host, Mike Wall. Thank you for joining us once again. And let's just start off, Amon, Wisconsin Hall of Fame. Congratulations, hey, my hey. man. Thank you very much, Mike. Great video. Uh, a lot of I got a lot of phone calls this week to get caught up on. You're my first um, to, to say currently thank you um, to send that video. And your name was mentioned, as you mentioned in your video. <laughs> I love that you said that. I was like, I know it. I know he just I know he's having a good time with this video. Um, but you, Tausch, uh, Mike, Marco. Um, I, I know I gave um the call uh, Marie, my wife, uh Mike's Flanny's number, but he didn't get him, he didn't get a video in, but uh, but I know he's uh, doing well. He's doing well. Um, and a few other guys. Oh, wait, the one best video though was Mike Sherman. Oh my god. <laughs> He went in on Tausch for some reason. I don't know. Him and Tausch well, is always Tausch is, Tausch is probably in the Packer Hall of, or in the Wisconsin Hall of Fame, right? Uh, he he might be. I don't know. I gotta check. He's, but he's gotta be. He's home right, home. right. But it, it, it now it's like as I bring it up, I'm like hearing. I remember those days. Like they used to go back and forth uh, quite a bit in meetings, you know, really? conversation. And or Mike would always try to jump on Tausch for some reason, and he did it again as he cra- congratulates me. He goes in on Tausch. <laughs> <laughs> it was funny. It's they classic. Have the same waistline. Oh, uh, uh, potentially, yes. Potentially. Right now, yeah, it is. Yeah, but no, it was a great time. My family. Um, I said both two. I say two of my kids were able to make it up because everybody else was working, which is mm-hmm. you know very what proud. You want. Yeah, well, exactly what I want. Um, family members. Three of my sisters came up. Um, two. Uh, one from Indiana. One from um, Ohio, uh, Cincinnati, and the other from uh, DC area. They all came in. So. And you know it was a fantastic time. We were limited tables. I trust me. I wanted to have every a lot of people there, but we only got one table that was like worth ten grand. I'm like, man. So what? Yes, this is how they get you, right? <laughs> exactly. So um, Donald was a part of it. This is a part of what he does now in his uh, after football. He works with Lammy Sports, so they did a good job with planning the event and um, getting us all together. Myself. Um, I'm trying to think the other guys. Uh, it was a Ted, uh, older guy that broadcast for Milwaukee Sports. So Badgers, mm-hmm. Brewers, Bucks, uh, basketball, and all that. And then um, I'm former linebacker from the '80s, '70s for us. I'm trying to think, I got my oh, I got my phone right here. So he you're so up, for fans that don't know, Amon's so humble. He didn't even mention to us like his wife had to call us to tell us that he was getting into the Wisconsin Hall of Fame. Man, you didn't, I, you didn't even mention it. I mean, like, I've been so busy, and flexing, was, well, you could have flexed a little bit on me. Like, hey, this is another thing that I've done that you haven't. <laughs> no, you, you know I'm not gonna say that. That oh, is man. not in not in my DNA. While, right while you're looking this up, let me let me give credit to uh, Bet Online AG for sponsoring us. Cool. Bet Online remains your number one source for your college basketball. Up, oh, college basketball is over. But a couple good. Uh, well, actually, the men's tonight. tonight. Yeah, we got the men's, men's tonight. tonight. There was a game yesterday. Get your analysis of every play, prop, and point. At Bet Online, you'll find the latest odds, bracket, contests, team matchups, and game trends at Bet Online. Updated odds for everything from live games, the conference championships, right through to the Final Four championship game. Obviously, Bet Online is your college basketball headquarters this season. So head to Bet Online or head to the website today. Use your mobile device, sign up, and receive your 50% bonus on your first deposit. Be sure to use our promo code Believe, that's B L E A V, to receive your bonus. BetOnline.ag. Where the game starts. Did you so, find out who that linebacker is? Yeah, yeah. The other line, other inductees were. Oh, it was really cool. Uh, mm-hmm. So John Anderson played yep. during the uh, early eighties yep. for the Mio. Packers. Mio. Um, yep. And then my man, uh, his name was uh, Ted Kilner, who was the announcer that I mentioned. Mm-hmm. And then um, Raleigh Fingers, Raleigh Fingers, bro. See that? I, I, he was there. I went in with Raleigh Fingers, wow. man, and uh, he was really cool. Had to still got his mustache. Cool. Still yep. has the mustache. that said he would never, <laughs> ever cut it for any reason. Is that if I do cut it off, it was a mistake. I, uh, you know, used the clippers in the wrong way or the razor. Yeah, cool dude. And he he has some fun stories about being a major league baseball player, pitcher, playing for the teams he played for, Oakland A's and the Brewers. Um, so yeah, that was it was pretty cool. 
a group of, of I say former athletes and or commentators that helped the game of sports in Wisconsin to did, go in with did them. You have, was it a, was that a, did you, after you got announced and presented, did you sit down and have a forum with everybody? Is it? Yes. It, yes. Yeah. Yep. So, you know, we all got answered questions by somebody that from the, from the Wisconsin sports market in terms of commentators. And so, um, yeah, so I sat down, talked about, you know, our years together, um, what my favorite memories was just, you know, just playing, you know, working with you guys. I uh, said so I talked about that a lot because, you know, once I got to Green Bay, I had opportunity to play ball um, yeah. being in Seattle. It was a you know money thing, free agency. You know, Ricky Waters comes over. I get drafted. We already know who who's going to get the lion's share of carries. Um, but, you know, it, I grew as a player, though. I had to learn um, about myself. I had to I learned more about special teams and being a you know, a better player there to then that's where I'm going to play. And that's what I got to focus on. You know what? This is what they're going to give me. I got to take advantage of it. I'm not going to sit here and mope, not getting the ball. Um, and But when I do get the ball, I'm going to take full advantage. And uh, as you say, flex a little bit. I, I say my second year when Holmgren came in, I was able to lead the league in third down conversions as a running back. Mm-hmm. You know, so that was my I was seizing my opportunity. I was only getting, you know, I think for that season, maybe I got 20 touches to the ball and every about half them touches were third down and one or fourth down and one conversions. I don't know at the league. I think I had a 76 percentage of conversion rate to get a first down pretty much. So let's talk brass tacks about this thing. The chicken or fish. What did they have? What, what do they have? I, that's how you, that's <laughs> how you these uh, they had braised short ribs. Well, that's pretty good. And that's they had, a, yeah. Then, then for end. the vegan or vegetarian, they had like a mushroom. Um, no one cares. Ricotta. <laughs> Wisconsin vegan? There's no such thing as Wisconsin vegan. Well, you know, they got to have those options on the menu now, bro. This is 2023. I'm so so, People with full allergies. (laughs) Speaking like a true old lineman who eats. I'm so tired. I'm so tired. I love it. I can't tell you how tired I am. Who's in your house? It got any food. You got any food allergies? Oh, I just kicked him out of the house. Ah! (laughs) Food allergies. Yeah, Peanut, not, oh yeah. I'm not like I don't want to minimize. I like, I know I'm minimizing right now. I'm just we're having a little you fun. Silly, like, you silly. I got to be honest with you. At some point in the evolution of humans, scientists right. are going to find out what we what all of a sudden made us so damn weak. And I hope they just I hope they just squash it like a bug. Just yeah. figure out what it is, man. What is a gene? Whether it's the way we're raising our kids, squash it like a bug. <laughs> ah, yeah. Right, let's, so. let's get on some Packer news, man. It's kind of yes, like let's do that. after this game tonight. This is like. I guess we have NBA finals, but really coming up, but we got like, month till that. This is months. our winter where yes. there's not a whole hell. Of, if, if you're not a basketball fan, like XFL, nobody watches uh, baseball except yeah. for they got the new pitch count thing. We can talk about that. I watch some baseball. I'm but you know, you know what I'm saying? Like, it's yep. like, but most people are sitting here like, man, we got, okay, yeah. I guess we're going to watch golf and baseball. It's yeah. they like this. comes back. Yeah. yeah. Now there's a lot of mock drafts out. Green Bay Packers. Oh. Talking, there's, there's a ton of stuff going on. So, one thing that's happening yes. is uh, Jackson Smith uh, uh, Jigba. is getting a lot of attention as a first potential first round draft pick. So wide receiver, yeah. first draft pick of the Packers. Would this be the ultimate petty slash awesome move by Goody to draft a first round wide receiver the year that Aaron Rodgers leaves? Uh, <laughs> that, would like, I, that would be like the best thing. That's honestly yeah, the best. Yeah, because he's been asking for receivers, for right? Because I don't really, you know, it's whatever they do is yeah. what they do. But the best thing they can do for me is just draft a wide receiver. Yeah, because obviously, because Aaron's been been asking for first round wide receivers for years or free agency pickups like Odell or other receivers that was available during his time on the team. Um, yes, it would be. It would be like really, <laughs> like now, like the fans would be like now. You draft right. the first round, draft, you know, but it, it would just be it. Well, I say it would be a good thing because now they got somebody that could come day one and be in the lineup to help out uh, Watson and um, Dobbs to you know get their, you know, get their trio together. He's a young guy, um, but he's at a school coming out of a school that passed the ball a lot, had a good quarterback. So he's a Stroud. So he understands and he's from Big Ten country. So the, the crowd will kind of have an idea who he is, you know. I wonder if somebody – I don't know if there's a receiver that could step – no one's going to step up and take the the one spot now from Christian Watson. I think he's probably the default no. guy, right? I mean, there's yeah. some, you know, everyone's got to clean up their game, but that, that that jump between year one and year two is pretty pretty large usually with these receivers. So Romeo yeah. Dobbs is the same thing. So, uh, Torrey might come back and, and continue to develop. 
there's gonna they're gonna have to bring in a couple of street free agents and it'll be there'll yeah. be a couple of guys that surprise you and they could they could pick mm-hmm. up some second third round guys but really like I look at that room and just given the fact that you know that Jordan Love's gonna play now and we have two yeah you know Pro Bowl level running backs and you you just see yeah. like the, the offense is gonna have to evolve so I for me personally like I wouldn't go first round wide receiver except to just throw it in the face of the of the old quarterback. That's the only, and I'm being serious. Like I would sincerely, that would be the only reason just to be like it'd be kind of a petty move. But very pretty. You better hope that petty move pays off. That's all. Oh you no know? doubt. Because if you go no with emotion and in a in a business decision, then obviously that's usually when things go south. So I think it would be t- it's it, I it would it's not a bad pick. Like if you no, it's not a terrible pick. No, right? Because no. you're at 15, right? Like at 15, you're not going to get yeah. You're not going to get, get the quarterback. Favorite. Quarterbacks, you're not get the running back, tackle, not the yep. number one defensive end, probably exactly. not the number two defensive end. But you know, if you picked up a wide receiver that was pretty good, there's a lot. There's some guys that can burn a little bit. Not a bad deal. But g- given what you know about this, so I'm what I'm saying is, if it's all even and you're like, well, I could this could stick to him a little bit. You could you get we'll get a little press. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> Well, he already done that. We're gonna talk about that in a minute. <laughs> when you when you think about this team right now, day one. So first round draft pick should be a day one starter unless they're the quarterback position, which we you know love. Correct. Should be a day one starter. What knowing what you know about the league as far as like who what position you should actually walk in and just start, first of all. Yeah. You know what you know about the Packers. Who do you think or what position at least do you think they should go with in the first round? Given everything's on the table, pick they have pick fifteen. Yeah, their best. I say the best available. I'm I'm thinking offensive line. They have to go mm-hmm. best available. It's not a bad pick. Any position, offensive line. So because I, yeah, this is what ahead. just just through the years of mm-hmm. what they've seen from health, you know, for playing Dave beat up hurt. Um, Think Josh about Brian Myers. Belaga as a first round draft pick out of Iowa. Right. Like, also, he's, he's not a flash. He's not a flash guy, but like, but he was there. It, Great he was player. there. Yeah, he was there. He was consistently yep. there. He only had like maybe, maybe you could count on one hand how many injuries he had, or he or he missed a, a significant amount of time. He didn't miss a lot of games. And I remember his rookie year was the lockout year. Um, I was in Green Bay training at the House of Speed, and he was he well he showed up because the facility was was shut down to all players and draftees. And he's like, man, I don't know where to go. I say, well, you're in a good spot. You know, we could get it in. I'll show you some stuff. We could talk or whatever about gaming, you know, playing at this next level. What's that's going to be like? And he's like, all right, cool. I said, yeah, I'm here to help, man. Whatever you need. So, yeah, just knowing that he was able to stay, you know, he, him staying in town. Because a lot of people don't stay in Green Bay. You know that. Yeah. <laughs> and, and especially in a lot. They'll have every, I mean, most guys find any reason to get the hell out of you Green gotta Bay. you got to be from the Midwest to, <laughs> to stay in Exactly. Stay you got to be from Iowa, Nebraska. It's, yes. It's just in your, it's Minnesota. In your veins. It's in your veins already. Michigan. Exactly. So here's, that right there said a lot guys. about him. Here's three guys, AG. Number one for me, Darnell Wright out of the right tackle out of Tennessee. Okay. okay. Yeah. Phenom- phenomenal college player, good athlete, has great hands, not good hands, has great hands, can work on his bend a little bit, but he's a guy that you look at to me is, a, is an option that would be an immediate improvement at right tackle. Mm. The guard from Alabama, everyone's talking, there's a bunch of guards everybody's talking about. The kid that shows on tape for me for what the Green Bay Packers run is Emil. Uh, Ikoyer Jr. from Alabama. He could play both guard positions. He could be your mm. he could be your swing. He could be your center or backup center in a, in a pinch. Great athlete. Again, moves well. His forty time isn't phenomenal, but when it's you see lineman. this guy moving on film, his bend. He can get in two point. He can play out of three point. Right. He can pull. He can do outside zone. He can do everything you want to do. Good technique. Well trained Alabama kid. Alabama tackles are usually feast and famine. I don't know. I haven't, yeah. I haven't really the track record on guards, but. I'm just when I watch this guy, he just seems like a again a plug and play. Probably not going to be a he's not going to be an all pro, but he's going to be a guy that's going to start on your team for eight years. And right. then the third guy is there's a kid out of TCU, Steve Villa. He can play guard, and so now Ooh. you're looking at which it, it really comes down to what position I want to upgrade. Steve Villa is a he's a monster guy. Mm. He, he if if um, yeah, six four. If our guy, if our guy doesn't, you know, take that that second to third year leap, mm-hmm. right? Our Ohio State kid, then we're gonna have to something's gonna have to give. Maybe it's not a bad idea to bring another guy in. John Runyon Jr. has been a solid performer for this team, but listen, if if you can bring in a kid who's three hundred thirty pounds and can move around a little bit, like right. that's that's what you want to do. And I think personally, Darnell Wright's a, a no brainer because it's an offensive tackle position that. Yeah. 
for, for me, that's like the glaring need because I, I just feel like it is. a lot of people don't feel this way. But when we lost Billy Lyon, or excuse me, Billy Turner, badass Billy Lyon. <laughs> badass Billy He should be in the Wisconsin Hall of Fame. Yeah, be light. So, so Billy Turner, when we lost Billy Turner, he's a street free agent right now, by the way. But when oh, we wow. lost Billy Turner, he had, people had no idea how, how bad that hurt us. When yes. we played the San Francisco 49ers, they put him on the left side instead of the right side, and they put the uh, Dennis Kelly in from the Tennessee Titans over on the right from playing mm-hmm. against Bosa. Yeah, I remember that was that. the dumbest move that, that we bad. made. That's that the reason tough. we lost that game. That was right? tough. Three, yeah. three, three big plays in that game were all uh, Nick Bosa's doing. There's some other positions, though, bro. If we wanted to go safety, Mm-hmm. Okay, there's now uh, there's a lot of people in the draft that are thinking like Brian Barnes and a handful of other kids, a kid from Alabama, they play the star position in college. So it's like they can play the slot and they rotate the safety. They're basically playing three safeties and one kid's in the slot. The problem is like we still have Darnell Savage. Right. So you yeah. got to figure out like, I, do you think Darnell stays in the slot? Do you think he goes back and, and they give him another shot at safety? Like it, that is really going to be dependent on yeah. the decision you make, right? That's it. Yeah, you don't know. You got to see how he, uh, Coming in from whenever this mini camp before them starts, the first one is is what he looks like. Um, yeah. what he's learning if he's mentally got better. He has the physicals. We already know this. It's just the mental aspect as he progressed, as he studied and looked at his back this past season film to correct the mistakes, um, to better his strengths. See that that's what I'm looking for as a DB coach. And then I could relay the message to uh, the DC um, or or Matt LaFleur to say, hey, or Goody, who we have to talk to. Hey, this is what I see in Darnell in these mini camps, you know, pro- post uh, draft, stuff like that, to give them a legit reason before training camp gets in there. Because, you know, there's going to be some some players going to have conversation around them once the mini camps and OTAs are over. Minka, Minka Fitzpatrick is a, a young player that I was around in Miami. I remember before. him. Yeah, he was nice. He's, yes. he, he, well, dude, he's all pro as soon as he goes to yes. He's got to be on right. a good team, right? Brian Barnes, just the way he carries himself reminds me of Minka. And that's that is a Ooh. that's an enormous compliment. Okay. Just the way he carries himself, the way he moves on the field, he's just a little bit better athlete than other kids. You know, what I mean, that's how yeah. like Minka walked in. And you're just like, oh, he's a like you can just yeah. tell he was a little bit different than everybody else. Built different, but, like physically, all that. Yeah. Yeah, it's just he's just a little like it's just like the screws are just a little bit tighter. You know what I mean? He's just yeah. a little bit, he's a little bit smoother with everything else. Now, before it came out and said. One of the things that they liked at the end of last year with the defense was like, okay, we simplified some things. We pulled it back. We let our players play. All right. Mm-hmm. If that's the case and we're just going to go, we're going to play simple. We want a downhill safety. Antonio Johnson, Texas A&M, bigger body. Yep. You know, he's not, he's not a traditional, he's not a cover four safety necessarily. You got, you know, you got to be able to move him up and back, but you mm-hmm. can start him high and he can alley tackle, which is what you need. Yes. Okay. We've got that's huge. We've got, we've got guys everywhere now. I, I know we already have three first rounders in the in the secondary, but here's another second or you know here's another option for that first round pick. I think either one of those guys would be helpful. Mm-hmm. And then the third thing, Ag, is like you brought up edge. I think last week yeah. as an edge defender, and you can never have enough good edge defenders, right? No. And we don't know how much longer Preston. I I love Preston Smith, but. You know, numbers wise, it always gets difficult. If like if you're not, if you don't have twelve sacks and you're 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 getting paid what you're getting paid, like it's only gonna mm-hmm. last so long. Sean Gary obviously is gonna come back. Miles Murphy, I did a show on him last week out mm-hmm. of Clemson. He's got some things he's gotta work on, particularly on lower body mobility, but man, huge play like he's like six five, two seventy. I mean, he's a guy's a monster, right? Two maybe two seventy eight. <laughs> right. Fast. He's got everything you want, right? You just gotta teach him. You just gotta need a really if like if he was at Chris Kurisic in, in San Francisco. Like he might be all pro second year. Like he's got that kind of like physical talent. Okay. Yeah. Obviously the kid, Will Anderson Jr. is going to be gone. We're not going to get Will Anderson Jr. No, the kid from no, Alabama. No. But the other kid you could look at is the kid from Northwestern. I'm going to butcher his name, right? Aditomiwa Adibawari. Six cool. foot two. Not bad. 282. That wasn't bad, right? Yeah, that was really good. 4.4940. Okay. So Ooh. you're drafting opportunity. You're drafting talent knowing that. You've already got two starters. He's coming in a backup role, yep. 6'2", 282. I'm just telling you from an offensive lineman's perspective, that runs a 4.49. Yeah, that's a problem. That is a – that is a, what I look – I just immediately think like, oh, shoot, you're, you're sending a bowling ball at me. Right. He's not tall. He's got leverage. He runs that fast. And 282 pounds at defensive end, that's a difference maker if you can run 6'2"? Man. Yeah. That's he nuts, is right? a – oh, my God. Wow. So yeah, that's that's a problem. I mean, four, 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 sub four four, 
I'll say sub four five. Yeah, that's for fast. any any edge rusher is for that tackle going backwards is a problem. It's a track meet pretty much. It's one of those problems where they could get the ball in certain key positions and get I say get off the ball and then it'd be that moment where that lineman is tired because now it's been a long game or whatever and you put him in for that package alone his rookie year he that'll be where he could solidify and get better better and better from that moment for the most situations. I'm, I'm trying to think of a guy who has those dimensions. There's, I don't think there's any guy who ran a Maybe Justin like, Tuck? Oh, no, like, Justin Tuck wasn't that fast. No, no, no. He, well, Justin Tuck is huge, too. No, Just he's bigger. Six, five, six, six. I was just thinking about when you said that, because I was thinking about the D-lineman coming off. But you think about, like, so James Harrison's not even 6'2". He was no, short. No. He was short. But there, I can't I can't even, like, six. when you just go 6'2", 282, you immediately think of, like, a pudgy yeah. defensive tackle. But then you go 449. What? Wow. Yeah. Those numbers don't even make sense. Uh, you know what I wow. mean? Wow. Yeah. I'll like, think about it. I'll think about yeah, it. It must be all thighs, but he's <laughs> obviously a potential player. Like he wasn't, you know, when you when you turn on the tape of Northwestern, he's not necessarily jumping off the tape, right? There's he's a work in progress. But from a number standpoint, at pick 15, knowing that we have two guys to kind of help him grow, especially with Sean Gary and like the way that he's improved year to year. Yeah. I think it might be an opportunity there. Yeah, it's gonna be. Whatever their list of, because they got their list on their board of, mm-hmm. of most mo, of most <clears throat> most needed position, they have that chart. And then when that 15 pick, before that 15 pick come around, when that 13th pick is gone, they'll already be like, all right, let me let's start getting these names up. Who do we? Who is still there on by the 13th pick? So two picks before them, they'll. That's what the Packers or any team will be doing. Like, all right, this is our person now because this guy went. This guy went. Here's two more picks and two teams in front of them are going to potentially there maybe one of the teams that have a defender and an offen, you know offensive player and then find out go those picks all right this is our person now who we go for who we need right now in this locker room or on, I say on the offense or defensive line basically or backfield whatever on the team so I I wonder if uh, you know you a lot of teams will have like their top fifty and yeah. you just start going like they literally just, and it just depends what your philosophy is like are you drafting on need or drafting on best player available some teams will just be like just start xing off guys yeah and if you get to the 15th pick there's going to be 14 guys xed out maybe they're in front of your guy maybe they're behind your guy but whatever that guy is your third guy could still be up there you still get your third guy you just exactly. I mean, you really just don't know right nope and then, you gotta wait and then and what see. goes into that is like do you for your team, do you think that Bryce Young is actually the number one or number two guy, or is he like not even on your board? You know, you know what I mean. You start mm-hmm. figuring it out that way. But exactly, interesting exactly. stuff. I mean, that's how they got Aaron. That's how they got probably. That's yeah. how they drafted up for Jordan Love too. You think about it. Mm, potentially, yeah. Got it. What we got next here? Owners meeting. Ooh, yeah. We haven't talked about this so we, because it happened just right after we did our last show. So Goody yeah. comes out a little bit. Of Aaron dirty laundry oh, yeah. a little bit. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Hundred um, percent. LaFleur, I thought LaFleur was as honest as he possibly could be. Like, yes, I'm just, he was. I'm just grateful, like, because yep. I, I know that he's the reason that we've had success. Correct. The, the whole Goody thing, when you first you hear Aaron and how they, how he, his interpretation of the event, and then you hear the Goody thing. And I don't, I don't know if it really matters one way or the other. I mean, it's just going to end it, at some point. This is all going to be over. <laughs> yeah. But I kind of, you know, you kind of listen to Goody and you go, I could see that being the realistic scenario where I'm trying to call you and you're not your ghost to me, so to speak. Yeah, I could see that being like that. Can see that happening. Yeah, it, or he's just saying stuff to do add add more fuel to the fire. <laughs> you know, saying well, something that he knows that sounds realistic for everyone to, to buy it. Of what he's saying. <clears throat> I think once you say that, though, like all of this is strategic. Right? Once you say that, you're yes. also saying like there's. Oh, there's absolutely no chance that Aaron Rodgers will be on this team now. Yes. Right? So, I think that's so clear. I think if, that's clear. If, if you're making that, I believe that's which, clear. which me, which leads me to believe they're much closer on the jets deal than, than maybe we thought of before he said that, because you don't open your right. mouth and talk about Aaron at all, especially in, in what, what really came off as disparaging remarks. Mm-hmm. Yes. Unless you know, like, okay, this deals like we're this close. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, we're not talking about a first round draft pick or anything. Yeah, whatever they're talking about, they're they're talking. It's probably almost done for both sides. I'll say if I'm a G for either GM team here, if I'm a Jets or the Pack or Goody, I want to get this done as soon as possible. I want yeah. I, I don't want this lingering into my 
pull of my mindset going into draft day. I want this gun done and gone because I want this link, you know, like just being thorn in my side as I'm looking at what we just talked about, my best uh, option to pick somebody or, or from our knees and wants. I don't want to be thinking about, okay, I picked this guy and then <clears throat> I get a tap on my shoulder. Oh, yeah, you know, you know, what are we going to do with, uh, you know, who we're giving? What are we giving the Jets? You know, that, I was like, no, I want that done before they that even that day even starts up. So, do you think the Jets should? Do you think the Jets should talk to Lamar Jackson at all? Um, I, I said the GM said it best from a business standpoint. No, um, they're already in co- talks with Aaron, and Aaron's been obviously straightforward with them through this whole process. Um, in terms of where he wants to be and where he wants to play right now, so he said just from a business sense, he said it. Nah, he said it wouldn't look good. So, I say from a football standpoint, if it was before all this, that'd be a potential. I just don't understand. Like for me, and I, I know how good Aaron Rodgers is. Yeah, Lamar. First, Lamar Jackson's injury history is like everything that, that's being put out there is complete nonsense. He got hurt in the pocket this year. Yeah, right. Exactly. Okay. Last two times actually, but Lamar Jackson is twenty five years old. You're going to have ten years minimum, at least minimum. Of Lamar Jackson for in, in a New York uniform versus two years with Aaron. Like it. Like you just start going. What do we? I don't even know what we're talking about. Like I why? Mean, I, it's such a like. Lamar Jackson's value to me is so much higher just based on his age. Yes. You can only do so much at 39 years old. You're correct. I mean, you know? and that's you're saying that's the same. T- that's to any team that needs a quarterback yeah. that's not talking to him right now. You could say the same for every Atlanta, Baltimore, you know, where he's the Atlanta posted. thing. The Atlanta, yeah. We'll talk about the Atlanta. Yeah, thing later. I know. Let's talk yeah. about it right now. Arthur, yeah. Arthur Blank comes out and says, he says, uh, uh, you know, in my opinion, you know, the injury hit. Is that why is it okay? Or excuse me, let me rephrase this. When if Arthur Blank came out and said something uh, good about that player when he's with another team, it's tampering. When he comes out and disparages or questions his ability to finish the season, nobody says anything. Am I missing something? Am I am I wrong on this? Uh, no, you're not. You know, is this they got an owner talking, and so I think he's been obviously listening or talking to his staff or getting him information probably prepped him to answer question that question because he probably knew it would be coming up the slate um up the up the you know up the front so but ag can, I, think, I i didn't think you could i didn't think and i didn't think a, a person involved with the falcons could talk about a player on another team that was not you, you know you see what yeah. i'm saying no 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 i get it. that's what i said i agree with you yeah i mean yeah. yeah um i don't know how this i mean i know a little bit about what players can and can't do. And yeah, when I heard that, it was like, oh, like, huh? it just sounds from an owner's perspective, knowing that, knowing that, or not knowing, assuming that there's a little bit of everyone's mad at the Browns owner and, and the, yeah, the owners we, are talking about like, we don't want to do this Lamar Jackson deal to set a precedent because the second one will be a yeah, precedent. And I've been saying that the whole time here to people. So, so, so when Arthur Blank comes out and questions the viability of this person to play out the, like the value of the contract, Man, that just it just sounds like collusion. Sound, yeah, exactly. That's what it sounds like. Hundred percent. Like yeah, hundred percent. And it could it, it could very well just be his opinion, which is fine. But like, are yeah, you he, kidding me? Like the Falcons couldn't use Lamar Jackson. And like, yeah, he know. I mean, break. And I know, as owners should be not the football people in the building, but I know he's paying attention. He knows enough football to know my team needs a quarterback. <laughs> and I think any team that is not talking to him, it is a a shame. And they know they need quarterback. They're going to go this far to 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 prove their point of we can't have a player negotiate without an agent and or you know his mother, whoever is doing a representation. Mm-hmm. To then, like you said, set a precedent because then a lot. I mean, a lot of we already know this though. A lot of players do this on their own. We had our, our, our teammate do, do it. We had several of our teammates do this. This is not something that's not. I know yeah, they most of these guys have it it sounds like so I I like I know for I know multiple guys that that work yeah. with that third work with the 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 group that um was just in the in the media but Correct. they they have so they have people that are, that know contracts now we know some teammates that didn't know anything about contracts and that is a different like yeah. Andrew like our our guy Andrew Brandt can mop the floor with a guy who doesn't know anything about contracts like our old our old Packers contract guy you know, you know negotiator yep 
Right, but but most of these guys at this stage would have somebody in their corners. You would assume Lamar has somebody in his corner that knows yeah. how contracts work. But very, just very at the very base level, twenty-five-year-old, you know, all everything, former MVP, high, 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 high floor and ceiling. Yeah, like, incredible human. Teammates love him. He just city I, loves him. Yeah, it's just this sucks. Yeah, it sucks to be to see this for him because he should be just re, rehabbing, getting ready. Not even rehabbing, just getting better, ready for the next season. And the team that that should be, you know, have him signed up. You know, if it's the Ravens or him, he should be on the team right now. And him still floating around is not good. Not let's good go for back, the league. Let's go back to Green Bay real quick. Somebody asked me yep. this question on, on on a show last week, and I'll, I'll, they somebody asked me like, "Do you think Matt Lafleur is a good coach?" And I and and let's without answering that question, mm-hmm. what do you think we're what is this season, Amon, going to show about Matt LaFleur and his staff? Oh, that if uh, that they are coaches, that they are good coaches, because now you're working with players, a young player, a young quarterback. Let's start there first and getting him to play at a top level his first year at the in running the team um, from um, from a field general standpoint. So he's the guy that's going to call the plays. He's going to guy to make some of the audibles between him and offensive linemen and him and the receivers. And he's going to make those decisions that every quarterback has to make. Uh, should I throw it here? You know, if it's it looks like it's press coverage, but the safety is out of position or cover two and the safety's there. So he's going to make those decisions. Now getting that player ready for that, getting Jordan Love ready for those those situations mentally and then the rest of the team. You know, other coaches coaching their receivers up saying, hey, we got a young quarterback. Let's help him out by doing this. You know, linemen, all the stuff that we've been talking about. For two oh, yeah. Years, defense. Yeah. Right? Defense. Yeah. Every um, tight end situation <clears throat> is going to be because Tunyon's gone. You know, a guy they knew they could Mercedes at least Lewis might be gone. Yeah. He's not back yet. And they have time for that. And so they got. So this is going to show how good they are as a coaching staff, because then coaches that are good, no matter who they have, they coach, they coach them up. Basically, they coach that athlete up and say, hey. At the end of the day, I know my player is going to do their job because this is when I'm showing them every single day how they how I'm making them better every single day by watching breaking watching film breaking them down to say hey this is your weaknesses these are your strength this is what I need you to do next time when you're in that situation this is where you should have put your hands you know get out that block or get, make that block or what have you you're doing as a coach your focus on that player is 100 percent you know in those for every guy that's in the room for your position. So with that said, what did you make of? Coach LaFleur setting the bar, maybe not. I, I don't want to say he set the bar low, mm-hmm. but saying that, hey, listen, that he's not going to be you know four time MVP. You know, instead of just saying, like, look, this is the he's a first round draft pick. Yeah. It's his fourth year in the league. Like, yeah, we expect him to be pretty damn good. Otherwise, we wouldn't be getting rid of the Hall of Famer. Exactly. You know what I mean? Like, I like, why not? In other words, why not come out and just go, you know what? Hell, we think he's really good. That's why, that's why he's playing. Have any expectations you want. We think he's going to be a hell of a player. You think Andy Reid, when Andy Reid got rid of uh, uh, Smith, oh, Alex, Smith yeah, Alex, Alex Smith, Alex Smith, yep. to get Pat, after they went to the playoffs, Andy Reid wasn't like, well, Patrick, and I know he, like, that's no, not a fair it was thing. none of that. I, I, I remember that. I remember the conversation that he yeah. had after that. He knew right away. I think, I think a lot of us, I know I knew. I yeah. saw stuff on Pat Mahomes when he was at Texas Tech. And then when I found out he played baseball, I'm like, ooh, he's going to be a problem. But I'm like, just talking about ability. like the, the way that Andy Reid presented that. He's like, look, we're getting rid of a Pro Bowl guy who just led us to the playoffs because we believe that this guy is that good. Yes. At some point, you have to say, like, you have I think to do that. If you're, a confident, if you're confident with your process, you're confident what you do, you got to come out and say, we drafted this guy first round. We think he's that good that we're willing to part ways with a mm-hmm. hall of fame player because the, whether you like it or not, whether you set, you try to lower expectations or, you know, set some precedent or, or create your own narrative, dude, there is not a single person yeah. in in America that watches football that is not going to watch Jordan love and go, could Aaron Rodgers have done better? So this is where you're at, man. You might as well embrace it. Yeah. My opinion. Got, yeah. You got to say, this is our guy. We're rolling with him. Pretty this much. Is, this is what we're talking yep. about. Yep. Put it on the table, man. Let's see, you know, let's see what you're working with. That's exactly. Know? Exact mundo. All right, bro. I got something for you this week because you are a not only a a, a player of uh, Wisconsin Hall of Fame player, but also you've 
at the coach. You, you've coached, you've scouted players, you've helped, yep. you've mentored. Let's go by position. I was thinking of this because we, you know, we watch the combine sometimes, and I, you know, we've talked about it, like some of the yep. drills they do and whatnot, and you know, lifts and bench press, blah blah. blah. Okay, it's all good. And it's all it's all fine and dandy, but let's go by position. And if you could just pick either a drill, your own drill, a drill that you've mm-hmm. seen in the combine, whatever you want, or uh, is there a lift? What is like the one thing if you could just? I, I have to cut the herd. I want to see this this lift, this drill. For the, let's go through by position. Running back, you understand what I'm asking? Yeah, yeah, no, 100. percent I get okay, it. So, I get it. So, so for running back, what do you think? So the first one after 40, you know, everybody's gonna be fast. You know, before four, four, three, I want to see change of direction. I want to see how fast this player stops and goes, because that determines how he's gonna break tackles or um, make defenders miss. Mm-hmm. You know, that's the quality that that I had. That was a quality. You know, guys like you know, we we talk about the running backs of the ages. Barry Sanders, Walter mm-hmm. Payton, those stop that stop and go is that hesitation sometimes puts a defender in a position where, you know, one business decisions two, what is he doing? Is he about to run me over? Is he about to run by me? And a lot of the good players knew how to use that to their advantage, because what I did was physical first. I'm like, I'm on. I'm going to hit you the first time you tackle me. I'm going to hit you as hard as I possibly can. And then. Now I got you because I could mess around just like we talk about with defense alignment and their moves and how they're going to, you know, get the attention of the offense alignment and with the bull rush and then go from there. So do the same thing. So I'm looking at change of direction for mm-hmm. running backs to make sure like a that, short and, shuttle, sh- you know, short shuttle to even how they have them at the NFL combine where they they get the ball, they go to the high knees and they make quick cuts and get upfield. you know, just to see that in motion. But then doing something, you know, this is one drill I remember. It was really cool. It was like your outside footwork steps in the outside mm-hmm. zone play. Mm-hmm. And you had a ball rolling. You put like one of the, you know, the physio balls that was in yep. our weight rooms. Yep. You roll that as they're coming in and getting the handoff, the ball, you could start the roll, you know, slow, fast or whatever. So it just makes them do an organic, like it is not nothing. This is a reaction. You know, you see that ball rolling. That's a defender trying to take your legs out. What are you going to do? You're going to bounce it or you're going to make a move and get up and get north. After you make that that lateral move, I, then I want to see you get upfield gain yards. So those those right there for a running back. I said mm-hmm. uh, I said it's it's kind of the same thought process. Right? I just want to see how explosive that athlete really is. So I wanted to see yes. I want to see what your max squat is. I just want to know what your max yep. squat is. Yep. That's and then I, I, and I want that. I want to know what your broad jump is. Mm, I just yeah, want to see your broad jump. Like if it yeah, it, just for explosion, right? Simple. Yep. All, all the things. Broad, all the broad, things you said. Yep. Broad vertical is it counts in there. Offensive line. I bet you, you and I may be different here. What do you think? For oh offensive yeah, line? I, I, no, we definitely gonna be different. Um, I'm gonna go footwork drills. Any type of footwork drills where they okay. gotta go backwards or lateral. Okay. And then and then bench press. Interesting. Okay. Yeah, I'm with you. So because I, I like because I because I know when I watch y'all, you, Flanny, Marco, Taos, Chad, KB. Foot movement was huge because I could tell what y'all had to do and stay in unison. If y'all had on the ET picking up the blitzes, so I knew that 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 was number one for y'all footwork. So for me, and everyone's got different, right? Yeah. Everyone's got a different body type and everything. But here, here's too. what I'd yes. be: if I if I had to cut the herd, I want to see your forty time. I know everyone's going well, forty time. Mm-hmm. I've never seen a bad offensive lineman run a sub five, ever, ever. There's not one bad offensive oh, line. Oh, that makes sense. That makes okay. sense. Yes. I want to see your power clean or your hand clean. I want to see hip how thrust. Explosive. I want to see hip how thrust. explosive you are. Yep, and hip thrust. If I really want if I if I had 3, I would put I would put everybody on the ground and make them bear crawl and see who could bear crawl. Ooh, that's that's uh that's core and upper. That's oh, full body strength. That's full core body and core, core and coordination. Yep. Are you comfortable being uncomfortable? Can you play? Can you buy? Can you make your body play low? Yes. Right. Because sometimes y'all got to do that. Uh, that rugby scrum on uh, fourth and one conversions. You know that too. That's the rule. I know. There's an, I had a great conversation about that. We'll we'll get into. Okay, linebackers. What do you think about linebackers? Um, probably the same as running backs a little bit. Huh? Almost, almost oh, a little bit similar. Um, I wouldn't mind looking at a linebacker first off seeing. His, speed, his his first you know straight ahead speed mm-hmm. you know because then you know we got a four four linebacker which they, they do exist then that equals the playing field on how fast he hits the gap and then I want to see I want to see his play recognition yeah. I don't know if it's a, it's a it's a drill 
where I remember I coached linebackers for a couple of years at the high school level, but I always showed them that, that take that false step. I said, as you're taking your false reads, it's a read step. Mm-hmm. You're watching where the full, if there's a fullback in the backfield, mm-hmm. which most of the high schools do in Wisconsin, but as we know, Poro is not. So you're following quarterback to whatever that running back's doing. You take that read step, then you know right away, okay, this is a run and you're shooting a gap or you're, you're doing your responsibility. If you got a blitz or you got to go into coverage or it's a path, boom, boom, I'm getting out of here, you know, getting my guy. So play, so I say 40 speed player recognition. Nice. I, I, I put, uh, I want to see them. I want to see them drop, change your direction and be able to break down on a tackle. I want to see how they break down. Oh, so I want to yeah. see deceleration looks that's like. That's not, that's not, that's my 1A or yeah. 1B. That's my yeah. 1B. Actually, no, that's my 1A. I'll take that back. That's my 1A. You yeah. got to tackle. You got to tackle. And so to roll roll into DBs, I'll, I'll just pile on here. DBs, I want to see how you decelerate. That's my number one thing because I assume you're fast. Yes. I want to see how you decelerate. And then I don't want to see your 40 time. I want to see your 100 meter time because if you're one of my DBs, you'd be damn sure you ran track. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You, you, know you, I mean? you Yeah. Because, I mean, you're running. You got to be top end speed. Over 80% of the game, yep, over and over again. You know, I watch those DBs. You know, I remember seeing DBs. I mean, even I watch it in games now where you see a wide receiver run like two or three deep routes and then he comes out. And then you can't, it's hard to do that with DBs, you know, because no, that, they're just, if they, you're can a, see, they can see a new guy running, right? Right. Like so it's a, a strategy. That DB should be like, oh, you know what? All right. He better be, you know, like you said, in track shape. Running all day because you got to deal with guys like Tyreek Hill and Waddle and Watson, even though they're still young, Watson and Dobbs, you know, so you got to be one of those DBs, your lung capacity and your, you know, your in speed, your speed endurance is there. It's, it's, it's top end. So, so, so last one, go talk. You just talked about the wide receivers. What do you choose for a wide receiver? A drill, a, a strength a demonstration. What do you think? Um, I would say beyond, I mean, obviously 40 that, I mean, that's one, a guy just, I'm a peek at, but I'm not going to just put my whole decision on there. After that is how they adjust to the ball in the air, how they follow the ball with their eyes and hands. And then when it gets right into their hand, the hand area, how they just pluck it out the sky. I want to see that hand uh, coordination of, even if their eyes doesn't catch it, they still have a pretty good, a feel of where that ball is going to end up for their hands to catch it. Because sometimes your your eyes don't even get a chance to find the ball when the ball's in the air, especially the overhead catches. Those are the hardest catches. So, you know, you see a you ball that here. Blind spot. Yeah, when you're doing this, I play between playing baseball, catching overhead passes in the game. When you go from here to here, that's a big change. You know, <clears> we go boom, boom. So it's knowing like when I go here, that means I got, I got to already have my hands going here because my head, because I know the ball's coming here. So you just change that over real fast. How how fast and quick, and then obviously how many balls they catch in the drill um, from that, and that, that that tells me a lot about a wide receiver that they're and that they don't panic. You know, they're comfortable switching over from an inside shoulder catch to an outside shoulder catch. I t- I tend to think that we can teach them. I tend to think that we can teach a receiver how to catch. You know, giving the giving you over the right drills, development, etc. I mean, it'd be, the the guys that are now the Jarvis Landry's of the world. The better off you're going to be. Oh yeah, Od- right? yeah, Odell, but, all those guys. But, yes. So the two things I would want to see is there's a lot of receivers who can't come in and out of breaks very well. So I want to see their True. change of direction, and a lot yeah. of it has to do with like ankle mobility. There's a lot of stuff that goes into that. Yeah. But then the other thing I want to see, and this sounds crazy, I want to see what they bench press because I want to see mm-hmm. what kind of body armor they have, and I want mm-hmm. to see if they can make contested catches. And I also, for me personally, I want to see if they're going to be avid blockers. Like enthusiastic oh, blockers, you got to yes. have a little size to you, right? So, yeah, I, I want a guy that fills out his pads, even if he's you know, if he's six foot two and he weighs 215 pounds. Like, is he is he rocked up? Like, can he yeah. fight? Can he Jalen Ramsey's playing press man on you? Can you fight off the ball? Like, can you can you have that confrontation with people? Do you have that body armor? So, yeah, but I like that. I like that. I agree with that. I mean, blocking for a wide receiver at any level at every level is important because it shows that you're a football player. You're not just a guy who's out there just catching balls. You're not just an outfielder. This is football. You got to do everything. So there you go. All Get right. off my lawn. Get out of here. Heck yeah. All right. Heck we got it. Yeah. I got two here. Uh, I want, I got two here. That I wanted to hit. I think we'll hit the second one first AG with the, uh, the, the NFL tries to take the pun away. 
And, and so we saw the owners meeting. So the, the yeah. NFL tries to take the punt away and they're talking about player safety. Okay. And so what happened, what they basically said was if you kick the ball in to the end zone, then the ball gets to the 25 now, not the 20. Okay. Cause they're, mm -hmm. they're trying to say, Oh, well, it's in, in the interest of player safety because the second most uh, injury, the highest injury rate is kickoff returns. They dealt with that. And the second most is punt returns. They dealt with that. And the injury rate is very, very low. And it's for these, you know, very small handful of players that have to run all four core positions. Okay. Right. But then they double down and go, but we're going to allow multiple teams to play multiple weeks of Thursday night football games, knowing full well, right. What that has to, first of all, the quality of that game has gone down because of the preparation time. And now they're suggesting, <sighs> Oh, well we can have hypothetically the Packers could go Sunday, Thursday, bye week whatever weekend off sunday thursday again are you i just this here's what happens right you put gene upshaw was a player yep so gene upshaw was was the nflpa leader mm -hmm. president before, before president before d smith okay mm -hmm. he was a player so when we went into negotiations you went into negotiations from the guise of a former player Demora mm -hmm. Smith is a, uh, lawyer, I believe, lawyer. He is a lawyer who has mm -hmm. dealt with union issues, arbitration, oh, you know, for the for his career. Yeah. So he understands that they're all they're looking for is concessions, and That's what are it. the and what are the concessions? The concessions are time, money, and working conditions. Mm -hmm. Right. When we have these union talks. So that's all his, that's what's on his menu, right? Yeah. So can we increase the money? No. Okay. So what did they do? They reduced the time. So now practices are shorter. Correct. Okay. Yeah. Training now working. Shorter. Yeah. Now yeah. working. So all the stuff that they, it's a, it's a, it's a damn shame because we, we continue to allow the owners to do things that are not in the best interest of the sport or mm. the players in order to, mm -hmm. for them to make more money and for whatever reason, and I get it. Like we talked about Lamar Jackson's contract and this and that. We talked about it last week. Like yeah. they're making so much money at some point you have to focus on, okay, how do I put myself in the, it, I'm already making generational money. Correct. How do I put myself in a position now to be the best version of me so I can, play longer, have a better career, meet more people because of the, the things, the exploits that I'm able to perform on the field. Mm -hmm. And we're just like, we're just taking that away instead of trying to maximize, like literally maximize the amount of, you have a finite amount of time in this league, regardless of how many practices you take away, how many, all of this stuff, you have a finite right. amount of time. How do you maximize that time to become the best version of you yeah. versus all of these concessions and then they, they pull in this and I, it just, it, the whole thing kind of makes me sick, honestly. <laughs> when I'm, I'm reading this last night and I haven't been, you know, I've been you know, busy with things as, as everybody mm -hmm. knows. Uh, so yeah, I'm reading this. I'm like, wait a minute. You're, you're literally contradicting yourself here. Um, they tried, I think they're looking at their, they're putting their weight in the bio, the, the extra bye week part of it where they're getting the rest there, but you still the extra have bye week's going to go to what AG? No, I'm saying no, no, exactly. You know? So I'm like, that doesn't add up because you really forget about <clears throat> that time between the Sunday game. If it's a, it doesn't matter. Twelve o'clock, three o'clock, midnight game, night game being the worst option. Then you play on Thursday night. That right there. I mean, those days is Monday to Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday of recovery. You know, and if you're a run first team like the Ravens, like the 49ers, brutal and very hard hitting defense. That three days is like, no, is literally nothing. It means nothing to the human body. You need a full week to play, and it's football. I'm not saying those just those teams, but every team plays hard. Every player plays hard. Most majority of the roster is hit, getting hit, or being hit, or you know, are, are creating tackles. You know, so it's just like, wait a minute. <laughs> you take away, you you modify a special team again because they've been modifying the kickoff since probably 2019 or whatever. Um, and now you do this to the punt, but still you end worth in in whole game time. You bring in a whole another game potentially for some teams having back to back or not back to back, but double Thursday night football games, which 
when I heard about this, when I was playing, it was right towards in our career. We were still playing when they started it. And I was like, oh, my God. Yeah. I, I looked at the schedule like. I was like, I just looked at what I did was how much sleep I could get and how many massages I could get in a three day period. That's how right. I looked at it. That's no, how I looked true. at it. Yeah. I, that's how I looked at it. I was like, this because that's the only thing that's going to help me get ready for Thursday for Thursday. If I don't come out of Saturday with an injury, you know, with the ankle or a knee. You just try to gut it because you know you got like you got the the three days or four days off, you know, after the Thursday game. But you're just you just kind of you get your mindset into like I'm just gonna gut this out. But the game plan changed. Everything has to change. This is what like the the fans and the fans don't care, right? But it's like this is what they don't see is like the game plan changes. The playbook's gonna be everything. Whatever you did the week before, like ninety percent of that's gonna be the week after. And yep. And, and yeah, you, you are you are you working with your, your your third string guard now because your other guy can't get back in time, or or yeah, are exactly. you are you losing a guy two weeks from now because you just acutely loaded him too often? Back to, yeah, you know what I mean. Back to back, it's just back it's just back. so it's just so hypocritical. All right, yeah. the last one here, and you got you got me to try to watch NCAA <laughs> women's basketball, <laughs> but and. And, and I tried. Yeah, I did try. And here's what I figured out. Okay, first of all, it's general statement: the guard play in women's basketball is entertaining as hell. Yeah, the guard play. Okay, the rest yep. of it, I, I'm not gonna watch it. Right. But the guard play, I'm talking about it. They play low. They yep. play fast. They can change direction. They got handles. They can shoot. They play great defense. They're fit. They're athletes. You can yep. see the definition in their cat. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. you, you can see that they they they're working their. It's entertaining. Yeah, I've I've never this is a, this is unprecedented for me to say this. It's entertaining. <laughs> okay, so last night they have this game, and I yep. don't. I again, I'm I'm saying this, admitting that I've watched a total of 20 minutes. So I, <laughs> going on. I just know that their girl from Iowa, uh, Caitlin, yeah, Caitlin Clark, she scored a bunch of points, and then yesterday. This uh, girl, uh, Reese, uh, uh, LSU won. Yeah. And she started doing this. uh, At the end of the game, after the game is already in hand, she started doing the John Cena and the loser and trash talk. And I guess the Caitlin Clark girl was, you know, does does some of this stuff. Here's what I think. Like, honestly, AG. Right. This is what makes it unwatchable. Like, what are we doing? Like, like. You have to. Here's here, they're learning how to trash talk. Yeah, it's like yeah, yeah. It's like, <laughs> somebody brought up on a show at ESPN this morning, like, well, Michael Jordan and Larry Bird trash talk. I go, no, Michael Jordan and Larry Bird would dunk on somebody or bang a three in your face and then talk to you on the way down. Yeah, they didn't. As they were winning their world championship, they didn't run over to the other side and make sure that like somebody else knew that they were talking trash. Right, right. they were they winning. They were, they they were talking trash. Right, they were talking trash regardless of the score. They were talking trash during the game, and then during when the, the game, game was over, they were over with their teammates celebrating or dealing with the loss. It wasn't yeah. like spotlight. I think that's where, I think that's where, like the, all the other stuff, like you lose me on a little bit with this, right? Yeah, it's like yeah, it should, they, it should be a different, a different focus, maybe. I don't know. Yeah, I think they just got to learn the timing of the trash talk and what that, how you start that. You start it regardless of the score because right. it's something where. You got to do I'm a, not only am I physically going to beat you now, I'm going to mentally get in your head because then every shot I hit after that mm. is more mentalness. Um, you know, the mental trash talk that I'm doing because I'm killing you right now. Oh, another three. Boom. That's because that was MJ. That was Larry, like Larry Bird learned or MJ learned from Larry Bird. Right. He would hit a three and he's like, you you give up. Larry yet? Bird would tell you where he, he would. T- he's like, I'm about to shoot yeah. from the corner right. and I'm going to sink it. And then let me know how how many you want me to make from there. You know, just continue. Get to, and this is winner losing. Now it's third, it's first quarter, second quarter. That's know. that's what I. So when I when I because again like I'm kind of coming into this and then there's yeah. like there's listen there's racial overtones here. There's a bunch of societal. Yeah. There's a bunch of stuff as as there always is. Yes. But my my only my first thought was well did she do it in the first quarter or not? Because if she didn't do it in the first quarter and she's doing it at the very end of the game, I'm like well right. What are we talking about? This is this is this is what makes it difficult to consider. Correct. Well, I know for that game, I didn't I didn't get home until it was third quarter. That's when I turned the game on. Actually, I got home, but I was like almost passed out. I was tired from all the traveling. But yeah, I turned it on third quarter, and that's when. It, but I know from previous, so the final four matches, games for Iowa and South Carolina, 
I watched that game fully. And the whole game, Caitlin, like I mentioned, she's doing she's chirping. She's the chirping. She, she's doing the I'm Hulk saying. Hogan thing. She's like going, like going to the Iowa crowd, putting their ears up, like saying, like, get up. So if you're gonna that, be that person, you right. be that person the whole like, hey, right. I'm 100 percent or like if I'm if I'm and I don't and I I I believe the other the LSU uh woman, I believe she got player of the tournament. And so I did, think yeah. I think she's a really, really high level. I, I don't know anything about basketball. She's gonna be a first round WNBA um, yeah, draft pick. She's, yeah. a, she's a high level player. And I, you know, I saw her, I think I saw her stats this morning. I mean, she's a double double machine and all this stuff, right? Right. So she's a high, high level player. But my only my only take on this, nine anything, is just like if you're not doing it in the first, second, third quarter, right. fourth quarter, don't come at me at the end of the game, like, oh yeah, L and do all this stuff. Like you gotta yeah be that dude the whole time right it'll be that player exactly exactly i i get that i got in trash talk but yeah for the ones that did trash talk me i'm like you wasn't saying that in the first half so i'm not even paying attention to you right now i don't care what if we're losing or not and we ain't if looking we're, for front runners around here right i'm like talk trash from i get i i know i'm i am 100 agreement it's like when i came across a, pl- a player college or pro that was a good trash talker i paid attention to when they did and I say for the ones that did it right, they started from the beginning of the game, win or lose, to the end of the game. And some guys just did it just to, that's because of their personality. I say the ones that realized the, that, okay, I shouldn't have crashed off in the first place. I remember we played Tennessee, and it was uh, they had J.R. Henderson, D. Lyman. <laughs> and he first play of the game, first first quarter, he tackles me for loss. A.G., come on, this is how we play in the SEC. I'm like, okay, it's first quarter. That's all I said to him. It's first quarter. I said, good play. I said, all right, just say something to me. Just let me know how it's going in the fourth quarter. And he's like, what? I'm like, all right, talk to you later, Bob. Fourth quarter comes around. You know, Scott has two touchdowns. I have two touchdowns. I have 200 yards and end up becoming the MVP. And I was like, JR, what's up? He said, man, y'all good. <laughs> I said, that's a, okay. I was like, trash talk me all you want, but it's a four quarter game. So this is, that's all I want. That's all I'm waiting to see at the end of the game. That's it, bro. That's so. the thing I, I, sh- I should make very, very clear. Uh, this is this is not a gender specific problem. <laughs> like, <laughs> no, like, it's everywhere. Like, yeah, this it's is, everywhere. This is this it's is a, a competitive thing. It's a yeah, competitor. Like, it, and you know what's funny is like no matter how old you get, to your point, you could be a high school, college, even pro guys. Everyone's always learning. There's only a few guys that are just masters at making you feel like a dope. You yes. know what I mean? There's only a few guys that are really good at talking. There's other guys that can you know you can get some of the ESPN stuff and like I I saw like a uh, Pat. Like Pat Beverly's doing like this to LeBron, like doing yeah, like, they're doing the little thing. Th- like they do the, yeah, the like, hand on the little thing. That's yeah, the thing like, now. Oh, that's like how cute, man, because LeBron's six foot eight and two sixty-five, and you're like, you're not. Like, I think that's really cute that you did that. You know what I mean? And but like that's not talking like to me, that's not talking trash. Like, that's literally him trying to get on ESPN because dude, what do you what what, 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 what <laughs> and that's the the perfect analogy because that new that's the new thing where they do they put their hand on the ground like they're mm-hmm. calling you a little kid you just got mm-hmm. i just little kid you mm-hmm. and that's where some of the ladies were doing that i say prematurely in that game mm-hmm. because it was the third quarter and i saw the uh i think it was morris that you're talking about mm-hmm. for or it's not morris it was their center she mm-hmm. did that on a rebound and she put it back up and she did that and i'm like it's third quarter what are you doing I'm like, and then you're, you're they're coming back. Do it all game, but like, so that at that one, bro, that's what I'm like. If you're so, if the distance between your feet and the ground doesn't exceed like twenty inches, I don't know. You pick it ten inches, pick a number. I, I think they do. It's, it's like below the waist. Feet. It's below the waist. Yeah, yeah. It's like, it's like, that's the on. trash talking part. So yeah, they uh, this be a little bit premature on it, and that's why in the first place, my brother said, don't trash talk at all. Just play your just play your game. Let's go. This is this is why I feel like fighters, like why fighters are just so much better than us. Because fighters will just to hype up a show, they'll just they'll trash talk, they'll trash talk, they'll trash talk. Yeah. But then it's like, oh yeah, and by the way, at the end of this trash talking, we're fighting. <laughs> like we're <laughs> we are literally they're locking the door and we're fighting, and nothing. Yep. There's nothing good that can come of this, right? Yeah. But this is what we're doing. All right. Exactly. Make it. Well, happen. listen, man. This <laughs> this is one of those conversations. We, honestly, if we wanted to get serious, but you could have for a long time because it's it's yes. Uh, there's there's a lot that goes into it, but not yep. for us. Not for us today. Ag, where can we yeah. find you, bud? Oh uh, man, find me on uh, Instagram and Twitter, Amon Green Thirty All One Word, and also the Gamers Lounge on Amon Green's Gamers Lounge on TikTok. Yes. So, Mike, let everybody know where they can find you. 
Michael 68 on Twitter, Process Deform on Instagram. You can check us out. Hit the subscribe button on the Process Deform page on YouTube. AG, pleasure as always, man. See you later. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.